Hi, my name is Dan Ariely, and welcome to Arming the Donkeys, a weekly podcast about science. Every week, I will talk to one researcher about one project who will have a chat about what they found and what it means for our lives. Dan's guest this week is Phil Zambardo, Professor Emeritus of Psychology at Stanford University. So I'm honored to be here with uh, Phil Zimbardo, maybe the most famous psychologist uh, ever, right? No, no, no. No? no, no. no? A social psychologist. Okay, the most famous and social me and, psychologist. Me and Stanley Milgram. Yes, the two, the two buddies. So um, tell me, what are you working on these days? Well, uh, the main thing I'm working on now is a project I call the Heroic Imagination. And the idea is, how do you get people to think of themselves as heroes in waiting, as ordinary people who are willing to act heroically when the, the challenge faces them. So you, you want like people to start leaping out of buildings and stuff? No, 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 no. Uh, we want people to prevent people from leaping out of buildings. Uh, th- see, the main idea is that uh, there's been a misconception about what heroes are all about. On the one hand, kids have fa- uh, fantastic heroes, Superman, Batman. Uh, I, have, I have a kid who is all of those in, in one hour every week. But the problem is these kids will never have those special abilities. So the kids may think, well, I can never be a hero. Adults have the wrong models. We have Nelson Mandela, Martin Luther King, Mother Teresa. They organize their whole life around sacrifice. I'm glad they exist, but, but I'm not going to do that. So, so you're looking for little heroes? I'm, I'm looking for people who are willing to make a sacrifice on behalf of other people or a moral cause, knowing that there is some personal cost and with no expectation of gain. That's my definition of hero. Okay, but they also have to be, like, uh, not doing full-time. They have to do it just no, part-time? No. Most heroes are one-time heroes. Most heroes are One-time people. heroes. Okay. Well, because you need evil, you need disaster, you need emergency, you need corruption, you need bullying. And so... What, what do you mean you need those things? Because the hero is re- reacting against them. Okay, so you, you want people... Give me an example, a concrete example of what you call sm- these heroes. Uh, kids who oppose bullying. Bullying is an evil because it, distru- it, it makes everybody feel uh, terrible in the class. Not only the kid is bullied, everybody feels the guilt of evil of inaction. And usually you just look the other way. And so bullying goes on, and what we want kids to do is form a network of other kids uh, who will oppose the bully directly and say, if you stop doing this because it, we find it unpleasant, we will be your friend. And if you don't, we will make your life miserable. You have a free choice. Essentially, what what I'm trying to do is to say there are many, many problems short of natural disasters, like the environment is an ecological problem. So we we want kids to sign up on a network to say, I'm willing to be a hero in waiting, meaning... I will do what is necessary to be prepared when the time comes to take action. So, so there's actually a website for this, or is this something you're We're imagining? Develop- no, no, we are developing it. Uh, I gave a talk on uh, TED, which is on the website, TED.com, about evil and heroism. And hundreds and hundreds of people have written to me saying, I want to be involved. That's wonderful. And from 30 different nations. So now we're developing a hero resource kit. What do you have to know to be a hero? So, for example, all heroes are deviants because you have to be step out from the crowd. So we want, we want people to practice being a deviant for a day. So when the time comes, it won't be such a big deal to be different. So how, how do you practice being a deviant? Well, you think of something that's important for your self-image and you violate it. So if you're usually somebody's very verbal, you, you don't talk for a day. If you usually somebody dresses up, you dress raggedy. If you're usually somebody who is, is friendly, you, you, you act I, I did this in Burning Man. Does it count? Right. No, it doesn't, <laughs> doesn't count because everybody else is there. It's weird. 
but, but essentially, see, but the idea is I'm trying to democratize and demystify heroism to say anyone could be a hero. The act of heroism is extraordinary. Heroes are ordinary. And, and actually, and the first step from your perspective is to do something just odd. No, the, doing something odd prepares you to be a hero. To be a hero, because then you don't care what other people say. Because usually, every mother says, mind your business, uh, don't get involved. And every group that doesn't get involved wants to pull you back to say, hey, it's not your business. You know, and the hero has to say, look, I see this as, as wrong. I see this as, as an injustice. So what we want to do is arrange a series of challenges for kids, 10 heroic challenges, starting from a little thing to, more, to bigger and bigger ones. And, and is there empirical evidence that this works, or are you hoping to get that empirical evidence no, in the process? No, see, the interesting thing, Dan, is that there's almost no research on heroism, no psychological. The only research is Christians who help Jews, and that was 30 years later, they interviewed them. And in every case, they said, no big deal. You know why no big deal? Because they survived. Yeah. All the Christians and Jews who got killed by the Nazis, it was a big deal. But it's also 30 years later, you have fallibility of memory. So we want to do new research where we put people in situations, research subjects, and we want to understand the heroic, decisive moment. What's, what's, the, what's the mental algebra? Because, you know, say, what's the cost? What's the gain? Should I do it? Should I not do it? Everybody has good intentions, but heroes transform the good intentions into action. And, and for me, I think that's a central issue in psychology. Under what conditions are intentions transformed into action? Because a lot of people have bad intentions, but they don't do bad things. So, so, so that's the thing. What facilitates or inhibits intentions from going into heroic actions or into evil actions? That's, that's wonderful, and uh, thank you very much, and you're my hero. Thank oh, you. Thank you, Dan. This has been Arming the Donkeys, a weekly podcast with Dan Ariely, professor of behavioral economics at Duke University. Learn more at predictablyirrational.com. 